fascinating flounder. You won the giveaway from last week. Comic fam, let's chat about some trending comic books. Another week, another list, an Overstreet Price Guide advisor at the table. Hit him with number 10, Russ. Number 10 on the list, we have a foil variant. I'm being all shiny. There we go. So, number 10, House of Slaughter, number one, the second print, one per store, blood red foil variant. This is brand new this week and selling $35 average sales. What I'm hearing through the grapevine is that publishers are having a heck of a time getting comics printed at all. I heard Image Comics has discontinued second prints altogether. Is that true? Absolutely. It's making it very difficult. I know that um, what's the furthest place from here even issued an apology letter because stores didn't get all of their first print and they're not allowed to have second prints of issue number one. I'm hearing that Boom Studios has a cap of how many things they can print at their printer. This one issue, the launch of House of Slaughter, blew the roof off of that cap alone. Just that issue, let alone the rest of their portfolio. Well, we knew that House of Slaughter number one was going to be popular, and the second print was solicited two weeks after we had to turn in our first print orders. So by the time we got this in, we didn't know how well it would sell. We just had to guess. Hit that subscribe button, comic fam. We're shooting for a thousand likes. Can we get there? We've been doing this video every single week for three years straight without skipping a beat at the list at number nine, Daredevil number nine, the first appearance of Echo. Now, we've been talking about this for years, and I think this is about to come to fruition. $165 average sale, $724 for a CGC 9.8 this month in November. Between January and March, Q1 of this year, I've been watching this comic book very closely. It's an awesome key book. David Mack, brilliance. Nine eights were hitting between 200 and 300 bucks. Seeing it approach the 800 marker, no surprise. So back in March of this year, we found out that Alco Cox was cast for Echo to be in their own series. And we also know that the Hawkeye show debuting next week is going to premiere the character, which is why we've been seeing this steadily creeping up since then. Makes sense, doesn't it? That March would be the last time that this book was even somewhat affordable. Oh, yes, absolutely, Tom. And people have to keep in mind that the paper quality on this book is really, really low. So getting a 9.8 is tough. The comic fam's got to keep an eye out for issue 10. Cover appearance of Echo, interior work done impeccably by David Mack, really focusing in on this new character that makes a brief introduction in issue number nine. We saw a 2X in sales this week, largely after the Disney Plus announcement that this series was going to go in production starting in 2022. We'll probably see it in 2023. That coupled with Vincent D'Onofrio's spec that he's going to reprise his role from the Daredevil days at Netflix as the Kingpin. Charlie Cox, a lot of spec that he's going to reprise his role as Daredevil. Both happening in potentially Hawkeye, but some people expect them to make an appearance in the next Spider-Man movie. For those of you that aren't familiar with her origin story, Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, and Daredevil, Matt Murdock, have major parts to play with her story. Now, keep in mind, Echo is not necessarily one of the well-known characters being brought into the Disney Plus universe, and the fact that they're bringing in some major players could help her echo into the halls of history. Will they do it? Bring back people from the Netflix days. Comic fam, let me know what you think in the comment section below. Jessica Jones, where are you at? I want to see some purple man at the list at number eight. We're talking Ultimate Fantastic Four, issue number 21, the first cameo appearance of 
the Marvel Zombies, specifically the Fantastic Four. $25 average sales, $250 for a CGC 9.8 back in March. This is the book that will not die. We have been talking about this for a long time, and it has been popular basically since it was released. Yeah, it's really interesting. Some of the books that we talk about on the trending list, they see kind of a slow rise and then a peak, and sometimes they taper off, but still, it's still an arc in that graph. This particular book, since its release, has been a steady flow of interest, people hunting for it because they love it, which is also intriguing that Mark Millar has gone on the record to say that when he had this idea to zombify Marvel characters, that he was kind of ridiculed by the bullpen. Glad he decided to push forward. 600% increase in copies sold this week because we have news on Disney Plus Day that they will be having a new Marvel Zombies animated series. I think of all of the What If episodes, this is the one that people essentially demanded get a continuation because it was so damn good. Marvel Zombies landed hard. All we saw at the end of it was Spider-Man, Scott Lang, and T'Challa headed towards a zombified Wakanda, and we were left to see Thanos wielding a near-completed Infinity Gauntlet zombified. We had to see more, and the producers, I think, knew that that was coming. So while the high sale of a 9.8 was $250 back in March, the recent one was in June, and you'd think that there would be more 9.8s on the market. But you can also keep in mind that Ultimate Fantastic Four number 22, which has their first full appearance, had a $450 sale this week, but reached highs of 600 in October. I'm curious where this book is going to land, but we haven't stopped talking about it for three years. I don't think it's going anywhere soon. Next at the list, at number seven, courtesy of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer this week, seeing him in his stealth suit, seeing him doing magic. Well, it makes sense that we're seeing symbiote Spider-Man alien reality issue number three make the list. $20 average sales, $200 high sales, because Spider-Man becomes Doctor Strange's apprentice in this issue. A thousand percent increase in copies sold for this book. And again, we are all looking forward to December 17th when the new movie drops. I want to hear from the community what their favorite part of this trailer was. Was it seeing the lizard from the Andrew Garfield days? Is it seeing the stealth suit? Is it seeing Spider-Man utilize magic? What about Doc Ock? Alfred Molina reprising his role. Jamie Foxx going full electro. His costume looks amazing. My favorite part was just seeing Noah all over the premiere. Oh my God, congrats, little dude. Noah's amazing reviews in the same video featuring Tom Holland. Congratulations, my brother. (laughs) We're proud of you. At the list, at number six, Fantastic Four, issue number 94. Agatha Harkness is coming. Now, we've known for a couple weeks now that Agatha is getting her own series, House of Harkness, but it's a 200% increase in copies sold because of Disney Plus Day renewing that interest. This book has been moving quick all over the map all year long. October, we had the 9.8 record set, first 9.8 to come out all year long for $7,500. We covered it on the Hot 10 with Gem Mint from Gem Mint Collectibles. It's your boy, Gem Mint. And a 9.0 sold this very week for $1,100. Average high sales, $615. I'll remind the community, back in March, 9.0s hit $737. As early as October, 9.0s were selling for $384. It has shot up, all because of Disney Plus Day. People believe in Agatha. We're probably going to see maybe... A little bit of a prequel, see her during her Salem witch trial days, or we may see her help Wanda as we found out that she would likely do back in WandaVision 
post Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, largely because she's been dabbling with that chaos magic, utilizing the Darkhold, trying to get her twins back. Comic fam, if you like what we do and want to support the show, you should check out the Mystery Mail Call, where we send you exclusives every month. You support what we do. Like, you make all this happen. We make this video for you guys, and we appreciate it. And it gives us an excuse to send them comics every single month, doesn't it? Yeah, Tom, we're working with publishers all across the country and artists all around the world to be able to bring you comic book hotness every single month. All around the world, indeed. Specifically Canada this month, Johnny Desjardins. I love this guy. He's so damn cool. So unique of an artist using his knife palette technique to make regarding the matter of Oswald's body, issue number one, the MMC variant. One per box. Virgin's going out at random. Link in the description to sign up, guys. You know you want this. Or you can go to comictom101.com to join the community. Follow this very talented artist, by the way. I'll put the link in the description for Johnny. And at the list at number five, let's chat about one of the most underrated, undervalued Star Wars books of all time. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was a movie released, and everyone bought the comic book related to the movie. And then everyone bought issue number two that had all of the first appearances that people care about, and the price does not reflect it. So the fact that Star Wars number two from the 1977 run is on this list, well-deserved first appearance of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's why this book is hot this week. A $200 average sale, a high sale for a 9.8 of $2,400 in November set this past week. Ewan McGregor reprising his role for the new Obi-Wan Kenobi six-episode event. The director and writer from multiple episodes of Mandalorian is going to be part of this. And we have Hayden Christensen reprising his role as Anakin and a slate of other very impressive actors and actresses. And this isn't just the first appearance of Obi-Wan. It's the first appearance of Han Solo, the first appearance of Chewbacca, the first time we see the Death Star in comic books, and the first time we see Jabba the Hutt, although different because when this comic book came out, Jabba wasn't revealed on the screen yet. That's right, Tom. Even though they mentioned him in episode one, they didn't actually show him until Return of the Jedi. And we did see see years later that there was a prototype Jabba that they had shot scenes for A New Hope, but that wasn't what we got. In this comic book, we have some weird alien-style creature that's called Jabba, but is definitely not the Jabba the Hutt we know and loathe. Well, we definitely got the Millennium Falcon and Death Star first appearances done right in this, and we have a major spec at play because we have so many first appearances and a highly anticipated show coming to Disney Plus that wrapped up filming in August. Not only is this happening, they're already done with production. I'm so excited to see where they go with this because Obi-Wan is a character that has so many secrets that has just not been fully explored. Well, this is going to take place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. We're going to see Darth Vader go up against Obi-Wan like we all wanted to see after Anakin goes full Darth Vader. And it places this in the timeline near the same time as the Han Solo movie. So maybe we're going to see Darth Maul because this takes place nine years prior to A New Hope. For those of you that are confused, Darth Maul did not actually die in Phantom Menace because now he has robot legs. Oh my God. Those of you casual Star Wars fans need to deep dive because this is such an incredible universe. and I'm so excited. Let's chat about our Adams, yo. At the list at number four, Strange Academy, issue number 13, The Variant. I believe anyone could have ordered this $25 average selling book. 
Yes, Tom, this Art Adams variant was open to order. Anyone could have grabbed this book, and it was out two weeks ago. 580% increase in copies sold this week. This book made its way on the Key Collector Trending 20 last week, seeing more of an uptick this week, I think, because awareness has spread. And it makes sense. This is a part of the list that should prove that you got to be utilizing Key Collector Comics, the best comic app in existence, available for both Androids and iPhones. Take a look at the artist search category. You can find any artist who's producing variants that are selling in our market, and you will see a ton of other profile shots done by Art Adams, very similar to this. And when you look at those prices, it makes sense why people would want to grab this one just in case. Every time I get an astonishing X-Men run, I pull out number 43 because that Emma Frost cover will always sell for a premium. Another strong selling portrait style R. Adams cover is Avengers Children Crusade issue number three, the one in 15 variant. Also, take a look at New Mutants issue number 25. This was a one in 25, another magic cover that hits above $200. One that I've never seen in person, but I'm always on the lookout for is Young Allies number six, the one in 15 Firestar variant. That peaks at around $300. So hot. Comic fam, utilize the artist search feature on the best comic app in existence. And let's chat about some Moon Knight spec. Number three on the list, Dark Rain Zodiac number one. And I just got to say it, another one of those books that nobody was specking on. $15 average sales, $35 high raw sale because nobody has this graded. That's right. This is a book that debuted back during the Dark Rain days. It was a three-issue series drawn by Nathan Fox very wonderfully. Like, his line work is stellar. It's gritty. It's dark. And Joe Casey does a narrative that really pushes the violence, kind of surprising how much they allowed to happen during this particular event at Marvel. This was post the secret invasion narrative. We find out that Norman Osborn kills the Skrull Queen in front of the entire world, thus then taking the mantle of Captain America and Iron Man both to lead an army of villains turned superheroes for upwards of a year. However, the Zodiac was a different type of villain. He was the villain of villains. So this anarchist character is really an obscure character that not that many have talked about, but they reintroduced him as an antagonist in this week's Moon Knight number five, which is why we are seeing a 2,100% increase in copies sold. This three-issue series is something that I think a lot of people probably still have still in their back issue bin because those who read it loved it. It was contained during an event where so much happened, but this short story was so revered that a lot of people just kept these books. And those who know Zodiac are now hyped to see him reintroduced in the Moon Knight run. And let's continue with this Moon Knight spec at the list at number two with the Sun King. Number two on the list, Moon Knight number 188, the first appearance of the Sun King, the Avatar of Ra. We are seeing $20 average sales on this book because... Ethan Hawke was seen in a costume on the set that could very well have been the Sun King, but he could have been someone else. That's right. We've heard a lot of rumors since this leak happened, and this happened back in May. It was quite a long time ago. However, a 483% increase in copies sold, largely because of the teaser trailer that dropped just a couple weeks ago. More aftermath from the Disney Plus day. We see Moon Knight fighting. We see him flying through the air. And a lot of people are speculating who Ethan Hawke could be. Could he be Mr. Hyde, Black Spectre, The Hood, Count Nefaria, 
I think it could very well be the Sun King. He's in a jumpsuit with long hair and a beard. This antagonist turned anti-hero, Ethan Hawke, an A-list actor, it all seems right. It fits. We have also heard rumors about Dracula and his brother Randall Specter. So really, everything is speculation. Tread lightly here. But this is a character that's very similar to Moon Knight, and that's what Marvel likes to do. Have their villains be kind of the mirror image of the superhero we follow. And this particular individual has mental illness, similar to Mark Spector. He works for the government, fights in the army, similar to Mark Spector. He also goes AWOL, violent, similar to Mark Spector. And by the end of his run goes anti-hero, ends up being somewhat of an ally. And considering Ethan Hawke is such a prestigious actor, I would hope that they give him a role that he could reprise in the future rather than just being killed off in the series. Hit the like, slap the subscribe. We need all of your support. Again, a thousand likes this week and you will get a chance to win this amazing Peach Momoko TMNT cover. That's right, someone's gonna win by commenting down below and hitting the like button. A TMNT 110 Peach Momoko Virgin Variant. First, last, Ronin in preview. Let me know what you think about the list. And number one on our list, the number one trending book in the cosmos. We have... The love for the X-Men animated series at an all-time high. We have X-Men Adventures issue number one. $25 average sale, $400 for CGC 9.8. This month, we saw $800 CGC 9.8 newsstand this month. And I cannot tell you the number of kids I know. They're kids to me. Everyone I know in their 30s has the same story. I learned about the X-Men from the animated series, so the love here is absolutely justified. Running from 1992 to 1997, Saturday mornings were a hit on Fox, and I was one of those kids, my brother, grew up pretending to be Gambit while watching <laughs> and rocking to that theme song. An increase of copies sold of 1,329% this week after the announcement of the continuation of the series. We have individuals who are part of that production then consulting now, gearing up for a reprisal of this hit show. Now, while you may have to exercise patience, young Padawans, 2023 is not that long to wait because we have waited so many years already. And I am super excited because they're talking about dark adult themes. I mean, how dark are they going to go, Tom? Well, this show that debuted and concluded in 97, they had the restrictions of being a Saturday morning cartoon. They couldn't kill Jean Grey during the Dark Phoenix saga. You know, they had to do things that they wish they could have then, but they can do now. They've already warned on podcasts, they're already talking about this, that don't be surprised if they kill individuals off just three-fourths of the way through the show. <laughs> it's going to get gritty. It's going to be dark. And this is how it should be. This is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Hit the like button, slap that subscribe. And as always, geek responsibly. Enough said. Comic fam, we got two other videos for you to check out. And don't forget, this Wednesday is... What Not Wednesday. We got Gem Mint starting out at 2 p.m. Nerdy Girl Comics. Russ the Comic Sensei. That's you, dude. Oh, yeah. We got myself, my dad, the Golden Age Guru, Skeleton Key Comics, shout out, Sammy and Tony, and the powerful Rage Theo, all combining a multi-hour selling extravaganza. Join us, link in the description. Join Whatnot Comics, the best new app to buy and sell collectibles. We'll see you there and have a great week.